You're listening to the continuing story of a toy collecting podcast that's went to the dogs. This is the Action Figure Blues Podcast, episode number 65, for the week of Wednesday, the 22nd of May. I'm John, and with me tonight are... Scott. And Adam. This episode's brought to you by ShelfLife.net and ActionFigureBlues.com. Tonight we have our patented rapid-fire reviews, and our discussion topic is the greatest toy lines of all time, Kenner's Superpowers Collection. Good morning, good afternoon, boys. How y'all doing? Very good, thanks, John. I'm well. What have you been up to, Adam? I haven't talked to you in a while. Uh, apart from the Euro trip, um, which we discussed very briefly last weekend, uh, not much. Oh, are you getting <laughs> back? Are you, have you got all your jet lag worked out and all that stuff? Yeah, I kind of had most of that worked out um, when we got back because we stopped over in Singapore, which is only like two hours or something difference from Adelaide. Um, so it was really just a case of the fact that we our flight left Singapore at like five minutes to midnight, um, and it's almost impossible to sleep on a plane. So, see, I don't have that problem. Like when I fly somewhere from work, I, I'm the last time I flew, I think I t- fell asleep before the plane took off. <laughs> And I woke up like right before it got there. That's madness. I can't. I can't sleep yeah, on I'm, a plane. I'm with John. I can sleep on a plane, no problem. <sighs> I believe I also snore on a plane, but that's well, something. It's funny that you say that because I was just about to say like when I I had a really early flight for work a couple of weeks ago, and I got there and I rang my wife and I actually said to her like I just slept the whole time and I really hope I didn't snore <laughs> like because I was just so out of it that when I woke up I woke up and we landed and I was like oh wow I have no idea what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. kind of how I am. Uh, I didn't sleep the whole time, despite that we got up in the morning in Singapore and spent the whole day pretty much walking around Singapore. What about a, a long-haul flight, though? You can't sleep on a long-haul flight? I'll get maybe 10, 15 minutes of sleep. Like on a 14-hour flight? Yep. Really? Yep. Like oh. Singapore to Paris and Paris to Singapore was... or, uh, or uh-huh. Sorry, Singapore to London, Paris to Singapore. It was like 15, 20 minutes sleep kind of thing. So I, I can I can sleep for hours... I mean, it depends on where you're seated, obviously, and who you're seated next to. But if conditions are right, I can sleep. No. Yeah, uh, I, I don't even have to have the right conditions. <laughs> I, I prefer, though, if I'm if and I normally try and get a window seat for just that reason, though. Yeah. Because I'll put my head up against it. and Yeah. Yeah, that's I'm the same. It's really embarrassing when you wake up and you got your head on somebody's shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> drilled down all down their arm yeah that's that can be awkward for sure <laughs> do, you, do you offer me your phone number or well well it depends yeah. on you know oh, i better not say that <laughs> <laughs> what about you scott what have you been up and about to uh, well i am polishing my father of the year award at the moment um i it, my youngest turned 10 last week and today i did her birthday party um, without the assistance of my wife, um, 
<clears throat> we had organized it and we haven't done home parties for a very long time. Um, but because we just moved into the new house, she really wanted to have a party in the new house. And so we said, yes, that's fine. We sent out the invitations. And then my wife realized that she actually had to be at work for a special event on that day. So, um, you know, we thought about changing it and then I thought, you know, I think I could probably do this. And if I do, I'll get so much in the bank, um, that it'll be okay. So my sister-in-law came and helped, but I had, um, 13 fourth graders here for three and a half hours, um, for a party and did a barbecue and had cake and took them to the park and spray painted hair. And, um, it was extremely exciting. So, but if I'm slightly delusional more than usual tonight, it's because of that. Yeah. Well, and what, and I had noticed. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What about you, John? What have you been up to? Um, well, you know how I always say, have your pet spayed or neutered at the end of the end of the show. Yeah. We had our, we had one of each this week. So, uh, a spay and a neuter a spay and a neuter. Yeah. yeah. For, for our Australian listeners, because we don't use that terminology here. Can you just explain? Cause we just say, what do we say, Adam? We say de sex. We just say de sexed. Yeah. So but spay or neuter is still in use in Australia. It's just you have to be talking to animal people. Yeah. Uh, no, it's just uh, yeah. You know, get them fixed so they can't. Procreate. So is spay and neuter a gender specific thing? Yes. I okay. believe it is, but I don't know which one's which. So. <laughs> go with. I that. think I'm just trying to remember which way it is. I think the boys are the neuter, right? Yeah, I think yeah. So, yeah. And the girls are the spay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but you know, they put cones on them and, yes. and you know, you, you see, you see a dog in a cone and, and it's one dog in a cone is funny. Two dogs in cones. It's just sad. <laughs> it we, really is. We, we call it sad. the cone of shame in our house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's what it is here too. And, and poor Spencer, he, um, he, he'd bump into stuff. Like he couldn't just quite get the grasp of how far out there it was. And, <laughs> uh, you know, he'd, he'd try and go up the stairs and from the deck and, He'd hit the step and he'd just stop and look at you like, okay, I tried. Come get me. Cause I obviously can't figure this out. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So that's been the excitement this week. Good times. But, well, I'm sure there are more exciting things going on in the world. So we will move on to articulated news. Ooh. Ooh. Dragon Ball Z. The saga continues. Cosmic evil is on the rise. You and your friends are Earth's only hope. Will Goku and Trunks Super Saiyan power be enough this time? Gohan's in danger until Team Dragon Ball Z joins the fight. But wait, it's Evil Freeze! The Earth is still in trouble. Your friends are in for the fight of their life, but you won't let them down. The fate of the world depends on it, each sold separately. Well, before we get to our main features, we like to start off with a little bit of news. And Articulated News is where we discuss the latest events, happenings, announcements, and things just coming out in the world. So we're not a <laughs> we're not going to be a comprehensive toy news service. We're not the CNN of toys. So these are just the stories that relate to things that we like or things that caught our eye. Maybe we could and be the Fox News of toys if we just yelled at each other a lot. Easy now. Oh. Some people like Fox News. Fuck's sake. Can't we all just do the news? Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, with that, I will move on to my first bit of news. And um, <laughs> listeners to the show may remember when a while back when we interviewed uh, Tim Miller, 
who was sculpting the bombshell statue line. He was talking about some of his upcoming ones and couldn't tell us at the time, well, it's been revealed that the next statue is Harley Quinn. And I know Scott isn't a big Harley Quinn fan, but, you know, this isn't typical Harley. It's definitely more that pinup girl, uh, nose art style. She's got the bomber jacket on. She's kind of winking. Um, I actually like her more than I like a lot of the Harley Quinn stuff that's came out recently, for sure. But uh, she's I hadn't seen until just recently, the uh, just a few minutes ago, the bomber jacket, the back of it, yeah. you know, with the Joker on it. That's Joker's pretty wearing. cool. Yeah. And she's got a rather large uh, <laughs> pop gun, I guess you could say. Oh, you're talking about the gun. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, it's got like a cork in it, so it's not even a regular gun, and that's pretty cool. Expression on her face is just great, though, and she's got the, the goggles, so. I'm just not grabbed by this in the same way as I like the other ones. My favorite is still the Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, I like this one, but not as much as the Wonder Woman. Yeah. I like this one more than I like the Supergirl. Oh, okay. I'd rather have the Wonder Woman statue with the tires tied around her waist. <laughs> than this one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just not grabbed by this. I don't. Uh, it it feels compared like design wise, compared to the others, it feels a little bit uninspired. It's got that little bit of humor with the um, gun behind her back, and it's beautifully sculpted. No criticism of you know Tim's work, but I'm just not. Yeah. The the rest of them are in a little bit more dynamic poses. Yeah. And I think that might be what throws this off a little yeah. bit. Yeah, and there's a bit more to the composition of it. You know, like this, yeah. whereas this is, you know, just not quite there for me in the same way I, you know if you see them all together though i i don't know because you could put her behind the ivy because the ivy's so short you know because she's sitting down yeah but i i do like her better than the supergirl although um earlier this week i had posted i follow aunt lucia who did the the artwork the original artwork um the tag art for the little name plates that nobody seems to like <laughs> um and seeing the Supergirl art that way, you know, a close-up of it, I kind of, I kind of understand a little bit more what he was going for. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I wouldn't mind actually having prints of those because they look pretty cool. But. Mm. I think I mentioned before my comic shop sells Antlesia prints, and they're pretty groovy. Yeah, I, I just love that stuff. But we will move on to. Um, the next uh, sorry somebody posted something in the script and it just threw me off <laughs> we'll move on to my next little bit of news which is also Batman related um, a couple weeks ago we were talking about the retro style uh, Mego figures coming from I believe it's Figures Toy Company and Sigur Sig- Sig- 2 um, actually Series 2 of these is up for pre-order and it appears to be the Penguin, Catwoman, and Bruce Wayne and Dick Grayson. Yeah. And these, these again, are more – look like direct Mego copies. Yeah. Yeah, the, I mean I, – Which I, you're not a fan of. I'm not. The, the, I like the TV versions. So they're doing much better than than these. But that's good. I need to not like some things because I can't buy everything. So – yeah, that's good. Now, now, if I remember right, the original 
Dick Grayson and uh, Bruce Wayne figures were were kind of hard to get, and they're some of the more sought after Migos from collectors. Okay. Because I don't remember one of I think they may have been exclusive to somebody like Wards or somebody, and you could only get them in a a pack, you know, of four because there was Clark Kent and Peter Parker as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. But yeah, I'm I mean, not a I'm uh, not a Migo. No, I think these are going to sell well. I think that they will <clears throat> because of that faithfulness to it and maybe if they weren't doing the Batman TV ones as well which have just got those amazing head sculpts I wouldn't look at these in quite the same way but they just kind of pale I think it's kind of a bit strange to be doing both at the same time um, so but anyway that's I'm sure some yeah, people are going to be excited about this it's almost too much Batman mm. yeah. not, that, not that we've ever had that problem with any other line before <laughs> But they kind of needed to maybe space it out a little bit, I think, like you said. Yeah, yeah. Well, next next up is something that I'm kind of excited about because uh, we've seen final pictures of um, Underground Toys Wave 1 of their 3.75-inch uh, Doctor Who figures. Yay! And they are the 11th Doctor and... Souffle Girl, a Weeping Angel, a, a Dalek, a Cyberman, and an Ice Warrior. And I can say that I wouldn't mind having all of them except maybe the Ice Warrior because he just doesn't grab me as a figure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I mean, they're... They, I, I think it's a bit odd, though. <laughs> like, I'm not quite sure why they're doing this um, when, you know, if I think if they had a six-inch line then changing to three and three quarter makes more sense to me but the you know the five inch has been around for such a long time um it's a bit it's a bit strange i think well what i think and i could be totally i'm just making this up but um i wonder if they're trying to reduce the price point so that the u.s buyers can get them a little cheaper Because right now you you look up in about the you know the fifteen to twenty dollar range for that five inch figure and um, it's just a little much probably. And if they can get these into the states a little cheaper, I, I think they'll sell. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, they, they look fun anyway. You know, like they're I'm always up for more Weeping Angels. They're groovy. Oh yeah. Scary. Yeah. Groovy, scary. I saw a thing on. Uh, Facebook, where somebody said you need to get an angel statue for your. Uh, if you live next to a Doctor Who fan, get an angel statue for your backyard, and then in the middle of the night, go out and move it <laughs> every night, a little closer to their house. I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm excited for these, and uh, you know, if I can find them, I, I will definitely be picking them up. Um, they come with little stands too, which is cool. They're little TARDIS Doctor Who logo stands. Um, except for the Dalek, he doesn't get a stand. <laughs> I wonder if he has wheels. We'll have to wait and see. But anyway, I digress. I also have my last little bit of news here, and it's an SDCC exclusive. It is the Monster High Weberella. Weberella appears to be a uh, a giant spider girl. Um. 
she has uh, six arms and two legs. So she has the appropriate number of legs. She has the extra eyes. Um, and she's all done in a red and black color scheme. So she looks pretty cool. I suspect that this will be one that gets snapped up. I have to say, again, <laughs> this, this is Scott hates everything night so far, but like, <laughs> these, the, the Monster High stuff, which is everywhere here in Australia as well, just does not. I, I, I mean, it's fun, but obviously it's a bit too Barbie-ish for me. I just, I'm not, I'm not there. I'm shocked that you said that. Because, <laughs> um, you know, your giant Glamour Gals collection, I, I would have thought this would have appealed. <laughs> thought this would have appealed to you. <laughs> no, see, they're too big. The Glamour Gals are very tiny, so. Um, you know, I, I, I've actually been surprised at how many people actually talk and collect mm. uh, the Monster High here. It, it's actually really popular, so I dig them. I, there may be one on a shelf across from me somewhere hmm. that Mrs. Nerd has. That Mrs. Nerd has. Yeah. Sure, blame Mrs. Nerd. But I will. Okay. I will blame her. I, she's pretty cool, and and I think that that fans will be clamoring for. Her. Sure. Yeah. Okay, Let's Adam, can you can can you save me here? <laughs> uh, I've got a, a few bits and pieces of other news to talk about, so let's move on to that. Did I interrupt your thought? Wait a minute. Did I interrupt your thoughts, Scott? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All good. The first bit of news I've got this week is um, it was from uh, Electric Tiki, um, who have done a bunch of um, different kinds of cartoon and pop culture statues. Most of them seem to be kind of um, tunified uh, characters. This one is a tunified Vampirella. Um, she's, you know, wearing a traditional red swimsuit thing um, and bracelet, and she's got a little bat with her, and she looks kind of cute, but suspect she won't be welcome in Scott's household. No, too many boobies. How many is the right number? Sorry, too, yeah. <laughs> too much. Shopping. Too much. Too much, not too many, too much cleavage showing. You don't like that, huh? Uh, I have no issue with that whatsoever. However, I'm not the only person in my household, and uh, nor am I particularly in charge. So, The bat's cute. Mm. Yeah, I quite like the whole statue. Um, so that one goes up for pre-order um, on the 23rd, I think it was. Mm. Uh, moving on from that one, we have Ugly Doll, um, who do little plush-looking guys. So they've teamed up with um, DC to start doing um, DC superhero Ugly Dolls. Um, so we've got pictures of Batman and Superman. Um, they look ugly. <laughs> um, but they also look kind of cute in the Ugly Doll kind of way, so it's quite nice. Yeah, Mrs. Nerd's a big fan of little monsters and um she likes these we don't have any of them but she really likes the style and stuff and um, i i like the ugly dolls i don't know that i necessarily like them like this okay how big it depends because um the plush ones they have them like our toys r us carries them here and they come in like about a four inch size and like an eight inch size and i want to say they even have like a 16 inch like have some bigger ones okay well, I think they even have some little vinyl ones too. I mean, they 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 kind of spread that whole brand out all over the place. 
think I've seen the vinyl, but not the plush. Continuing tonight's theme, I don't like these just for their good. Okay. Well, aren't you just Debbie Downer? <laughs> I'm just a ray of toy sunshine tonight. <clears throat> Fair enough. So <laughs> let's move along and find something else that Scott won't like. Um, so for those of you that were listening last week when we discussed the farce that was the Spirit of Hordak, uh, Master of the Universe Classics figure, um, there's been an update um, from Matty Collector um, saying, uh, well, among their general news, saying, uh, you know, Evil Lynn has sold out um, and is now gone for good, but Stinkor is joining Slushhead in early access, blah, blah, crappy crap. Um, and then they say, did you hear about our new chase figure? Uh, toy collecting is all about the thrill of the hunt, and with that in mind, we just released the first ever Master of the Universe Classics chase figure, Spirit of Hordak. He'll appear unannounced in our shop throughout the year, so everyone will have a chance to find him. If you're a subscriber, we'll have a small amount available during early access starting uh, 14th of May at 8am Pacific time. He's subject to sell out during early access. Purchase limit has been reduced to four per subscriber and won't be available to the public on the 15th of May, but watch for his logo in the shop and you never know when he'll sneak back in. (sighs) Whatever. (laughs) Basically, um, for those that aren't getting one at early access, they've created a figure that tries to suck you into spending the rest of your life on their website. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if if their website was anything exciting, I mean, because basically you're just going to the store. I mean, it'd be one thing if they buried it in, you know, some other portion of the website where they maybe wanted you to come and read every day or present news. But why drive traffic to a store page? Yeah. That you can only order on on certain days. I mean, surely, you know, if you're at all clever, you'd write some kind of bot that goes through and checks the um, Spirit of Hordak figure page um, every six hours and sends you an email if it was available. Yeah. Anyway, maybe that's just me nerding it up too much. Probably. There you go. Yep. Um, my next bit of news. Oh, sorry, I should oh, just mention I don't like the Spirit of Hordak. Yeah, uh, I'm not at all surprised. Yep. Um, next along, um, this is one that we've missed um, by most part of the month, but um, there is a Lego Tower of Orthanc being released. So Orthanc being um, Saruman's tower in Lord of the Rings. Um, it looks like it's going to be quite detailed. Um, there's six floors to this thing. Uh, you get a great eagle buildable um, figure. Uh, you get a whole bunch of minifigs, so you get uh, Saruman, you get Wormtongue, Gandalf, an Uruk High, and an Orc Pitmaster. Um, there's buildable Ents, um, and generally it's quite massive. It's something like uh, 73 centimetres high, 21 centimetres wide, 16 centimetres deep. That's about 28 inches tall for those of you listening in the uh, non-metric system part of the world. Yeah. Which is and, the United States. Yeah. And the and UK sometimes. Pardon? It will retail for. That's Australia. Sorry. <laughs> It'll retail it will, for. It'll retail for uh, $199.99 US. And you can kind of work out what that's going to be in your local currency from that. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. But 2,359 bricks or pieces. Well. Mm. Although I suppose it's kind of like the Death Star, you know, you you want to have that 
massive piece to your Lord of the Rings Lego collection. Yeah. That, that's going to be it. The end's cool. That's cool. Yeah. You know, there's actually a, I want to say it's part of their creator line, their non-licensed line. They actually have a eagle out right now, like a bald eagle. Okay. And uh, I was looking at it the other day because it actually would fit a figure on its back. I was like, you know, I'm surprised they haven't done that in Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Does the eagle turn into something else? You know how most of the creator sets you can make two or three things. Yeah, you can make something else out of it, but I didn't look to see what else you can make out of it. Okay. Um, and my well, moving on from that, then my final bit of news is also brick related which is that WWE and Bridge Direct um, have decided that they're going to do a construction toy line, um, only there's no real information about what that would be. <laughs> so it's a, it's a wonderful press release by way of saying nothing. Um, so we'll mumble and look at that direction every now and then and see if anything shows up. Yeah. That's kind of, I mean, I guess it makes sense because with wrestling, you know, there's always a certain amount of destruction. Things yeah. getting smashed and broken. And um, so maybe that's what they're they're kind of planning on is that, you know, kids kind of, I mean, look at the Angry Birds toys. I mean, that's really what they are. They're just, you know, toys you set them up and knock them over and set them up and knock them over. But surely there's only so many, like, things that you can build for WWE characters to smash. That's what I don't get. It's it's the most nondescript uh, press release that I've seen in quite a while. So maybe they it might have been an idea to wait until they actually had something to say. Mm. <clears throat> it's also interesting to see it's a construction toy line because I mean you got Creo out there from Hasbro, you got Mega Blocks, and you got Lego. So what what are they going to bring that's going to be different to that? You know. Are they going to be? How are they? Well, are they going to fit together? Well, shoot, aren't Bridge the ones that did the um, Doctor Who construction things? Are they the same group? I don't know. Now that you say that, you might be right. That is interesting. I will get our research department on that. Get back to you guys. Cool. Well, while you do that. I've got some DC news, first of all, on the action figure and statue front. Hot Toys, um, I didn't realise that this was coming, have released a new version of the um, Jack Nicholson Joker, which is the mime version. Um, So if you fancy your Hot Toys um, in black and white tartan, or plaid, as the Americans would say, then this is for you. Um, they're sure. Uh, uh, this is great, but I'm really waiting for something else from the, uh, you know, early Batman movie um, license. They've teased that they've got the Batman Returns license and haven't done anything with it yet. So hopefully that'll come soon. Um, looks great as always, Hot Toys wise. Um, and then the. Next in the Kotobukiya New 52 Artifacts statue series is going to be Deathstroke. Um, And this is quite a good-looking 
statue. I'm not completely sold on the new 52 Deathstroke design, but one thing I really like about this statue is that it has a pop-up um, mask so that you can actually, and it's got a sculpted um, Slade Wilson face underneath it. So that's quite a nice little touch and a bit of, uh, you know, inter- uh, interesting element added into something that's basically a statue. Um, sorry, go ahead. I, you could have warned me before I rolled over that picture of his posterior. That's a little shocking. His booty. He's got buns of steel. Yeah. Buns of steel, for sure. Um, <clears throat> the... And then something I think we might have missed when we talked about the last round of DC collectible solicits was that there is a CoverGirls Batwoman statue um, that has been announced. It's up for pre-order at Big Bad Toy Store, which is where I saw it. And uh, this is quite nice. Um, it's I, What I really like about it is that they've kind of captured a bit of that... Um, the the artistic look of her series with the really pale skin, etc. So um, that's something nice to add to the CoverGirls line. I always approve of new characters as opposed to repeats of the ones we've already had. Um, and so that, that's the DC stuff. And then a couple of other things. Funko have announced that they are going to do Walking Dead blind box figures. Um which look great, um, but the only thing, just I guess uh, I'm only seeing Series 1 at the moment, but the interesting thing about the first series, they're obviously TV-based, is that the only human characters in this first uh, wave are Daryl and Merle Dixon and all the rest are zombies, so hopefully they're going to do some more human characters. Yeah, and they're the... The typical zombies we've seen. It looks like there's chase versions of just about everything, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so a fair, a fair bit of reuse of um, molds and stuff, which is, you know, fair enough in these sort of lines. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. I, I like vinyl figures, but that's, I don't know. I, these aren't striking me. No. See, I, I yeah, I mean, I, if, they, if they were just. Obviously, of course, they're going to do zombies. I wouldn't mind having the kind of main cast in these, um, but particularly when they're when they're blind boxed, these yeah, and particularly. Oh, boo boo! I don't like blind box. Blah blah blah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I don't like blind box. I think blind box can be fun, but I in order for me to go for it. I've got to, you know, be happy to receive the majority of the things that are on offer. So, you know, I wouldn't spend money on this hoping to get Daryl when that's be the only one of these I would want. So that's all I'm saying. Um, but they look, I mean, I love the design. They look great. They're um, really cute toys, so maybe, you yeah, know, maybe they'll get some more humans and then the last one is news that we're, we're not quite sure what to make of at this point um, we have been reporting on the Godzilla toys from um, Toho that have been coming out and what has been reported now is that Diamond has done a distribution deal for the Godzilla toys for North America 
um, which may or may not be good for those of us that don't live in North America because sometimes once diamonds got rights for certain places, it means that we can't get them anymore. So we shall see. Hmm. Could be a bit of a worry. Yeah, that's... I don't know. They're great toys. And if it means that they're going to be easier to get... um, you know, and get wider distribution, great. But if it makes it harder for us to get them here, then boo. I agree. Boo. <laughs> yeah. boo. And that's that's me news. Diamond Select, better be listening because we don't want to have to give you a red card. No. Again. <laughs> Alrighty then. Yeah. <laughs> well, we will wrap up this articulated news and we'll be very right back with everybody's favorite podcast game. Name that. Well, it's time for everybody's favorite podcast game, Name That, which every week I come on, I present a sound, and you guys guess it. That's really the name of the game. Hey. And it, and if you get it, you get a forum point, which are really coveted. Yeah. And last week we heard kind of a puzzling sound, I think. It, it was some, something that I, I liked when I heard it. So, uh, Mr. Editor, if you could insert that sound right here. No problem. Batteries not included. See and hear 3D scenes from Disney's Mickey's Christmas Carol. Just snap in a cartridge. Ah, humbug! And the characters look and sound so real. Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge! You think you could reach in and touch them. See and hear A-Team and Muppets on cartridges each sold separately. All right, before, before we reveal this, did you guys know what it was before somebody guessed it? Nope. Ah. Did you see that somebody guessed what it was? Yes, I did. I didn't. Did you want to take a guess? Um, it's nothing that I can work it out because I had a quick look, but yeah, I got nothing. Um, well, if you're like Hyperion, he actually guessed that this is a talking Viewmaster commercial. Um, it's uh, one of those things that yeah. I didn't have. See, I got thrown. My, Viewmaster was my original thought, but because of whatever they were saying, like cartridges or. Whatever, I got a bit thrown by that because my memory, when I think Viewmaster, I think about the little discs. The reels. The reels, you know? So it was cartridges that made me stop and go, oh, maybe that's not Viewmaster. And Um, that was my plan when I heard it because I was like, oh, that's cool. And and I remember them, but if I remember right, the cartridges were a little more expensive, obviously, than the reels. So. you know, they, the whole thing was an expensive investment for a parent, as far as investments went back then. Um, but were the cartridges around at the same time? or I'm assuming they were. I'm trying to remember what they looked like. Because I know I had the I had the one with the little reels. I had I had a stack of those, um, and they were you know good fun for a kid in the seventies. My mom actually gave me, she found, came across, um, a box of, uh, Viewmaster stuff hmm. and, uh, she brought it to me last year and, um, I had some cool stuff in there. That's for sure. 
had Godzilla from the cartoon. <laughs> yeah, they're cartridges, but they kind of got the real. And it looks like they've got like a little. I know how this works. <laughs> this works real similar to the Imperial Troop Transporter from Star Wars. It's actually a little record player in there. And there's like a little plastic disc on the back of the reel. Okay. Mm. So were they little animations? No. Oh. It actually looks like a Viewmaster reel. It's just got a record attached to the back of it. Oh, okay. Hang on. I'll, I'll post you in a link. Thank you. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I had a lot of the real ones. Um, a lot of the Disney stuff, I think, is what it all was i had tom and jerry and i had some of my mom's stuff and she had uh um like the coronation of the queen and oh, some of the wow. other stuff yeah so she had some stuff that was cool so That's she had some older stuff and i had some newer stuff and yeah it's kind of an odd you know when you go through this box it's kind of an odd hodgepodge of you know eras hmm. are they still around I don't think so. I, I think they have. I think we've moved on technologically. Well, yeah. when I, would, I was doing a little search for them, I saw ones based on Cars, the Pixar movie. Oh, maybe they are with, still around. With the with the real, the actual, like the you know the reels, not even the the cartridges. So, oh look, and there's Handy Manny. They're still around. There's Dora the Explorer. Oh God, help us all. Well, there you go. I actually had one that was like a. Uh, a tabletop unit had a little screen on it that it would project on. Hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway, we will move on to another <laughs> sound and uh, congrats on Hyperion. I've yeah. awarded him a point, by the way. Um, so we will move on to a sound. So Mr. Editor, please insert that sound here. Powerful enemies are attacking the castle. The dreadful dragon swoops down oh. and the awesome ogre bashes its way into battle. Who will win? And because, in case you didn't hear it, we will give you one more chance, so listen carefully here. Powerful enemies are attacking the castle. The dreadful dragon swoops down. Oh. And the awesome ogre bashes its way into battle. Who will win? And as always, you know, if you got a guess, come on over to the forum. Leave a guess. Sometimes I give hints. Sometimes I don't. Sometimes other people figure it out. Sometimes they don't. <laughs> so uh, come over. It's a lot of fun. Uh, look for the thread in the forum and, uh, you know. Well, we won't make fun of your guesses. And coming up next is the Toy of the Week, our, our rapid-fire reviews. Yay. 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 Vigo presents the Star Trek action figures featuring the crew of the Enterprise, Captain James T. Kirk, their fearless leader, Dr. Bones McCoy, caring for the health of the Enterprise crew, Scotty, the chief engineer, in charge of the transporter room, Mr. Spock, the Vulcan, second in command and the Klingon enemy of the Star Trek crew Star Trek action figures complete with accessories shown each sold separately from Mego. well it's time for one of our feature segments toy of the week and each episode we take a look at looking at one toy or collectible in detail but this week we have our patented rapid fire review so instead of just one toy you get not one not two but three exciting short reviews so, for the price of one. For the price of one. So we will each take turns with a limited amount of time. I believe it's how long, Scott? Five minutes. Five minutes, and we we time these out. So sure uh, do. You can, you can be assured that we'll be short. 
And we will start with Scott because we want to make him time himself. So, Okay, well, I'm starting the clock now. And my rapid-fire review is of the latest release from Bowen Designs, which is the classic Iceman Museum statue. Um, nice little story attached to this. I ordered this through my local comic shop, and I thought it was coming um, this week. And uh, just to give you an idea of the great service that I get from my comic shop, I got a post on my Facebook wall to say that he was here, and then they actually texted me a picture of him as well because they knew that I was excited about it. So um, I, I really love my comic book shop. Um, I, I love this statue, but I don't love it quite as much as I could because there's a, there is an issue. Um, I mean, this, it's It's great fun. There, there is a action Iceman that's been around for quite some time, which is him on a ice bridge swirling around, but it's very expensive on the secondary market. And from, you know, what I've seen, a bit prone to breakage as well. So I've never been kind of able to pull the trigger. And also it looks like it would take up a lot of space. Um, so I like this one from the standpoint that it is a museum statue. It fits in really nicely with the other statues. Um, there are, a few different Iceman versions coming out. There is an original X-Men Iceman statue, which is him more in the snowman look. Um, this is classic, meaning, you know, I guess circa giant size X-Men, you know, era. Um, and there, there is a translucent version of this that could come out at some point. But as when we talked about Hordak last week, translucent stuff doesn't really do it for me. So this is the filled in version, which is all fine. The only issue is that he, for my taste, he's ended up being a little bit too blue. Um, so from a distance, you might look at it on the shelf and think, Oh, that's Dr. Manhattan. Um, which, you know, is a bit of a, a shame. It's a Kacharit brothers sculpt who are right up there as some of the best Bowen sculptures. Um I, I love the base of this because they've done like a a frost effect on the base and the um you can't really see it in photos but it's actually got a like a almost a sparkly sort of element to it so they've really got that kind of snow effect. So it's the classic X Men base but with the the frost all around it. He's holding a snowball too, which is fun. I really like the facial expression because he's got a um, you know, kind of cheeky but determined look on his face, and uh, it's really beautifully sculpted. Um, it looks great with the other X-Men, and I'm happy with it, but I have read complaints that the blue is um, a touch too blue, and I probably would have to agree with that. Um but again, a choice for me between the snowman one that doesn't really fit with the era of X-Men statues that I have, uh, a translucent one that is coming, but I don't really like translucent stuff, uh, and this, and I will happily choose this, even if he is um, rather blue. Um, really beautiful muscle definition, um, nice little sculpted elements. He's got his little belt sculpted on not the briefs sculpted though which you know is kind of maybe more truly classic when you think about a, a classic um Iceman he's going commando here obviously um huh. and uh but yeah no I'm I'm still a fan I'm gonna have to dock the dolly rating a little bit just because of the um blueness so I think and I think it's probably more than a one point Doc, I'm probably going to have to go eight. Um, 
you know what? I'm going to go seven. I, it's, wah, it's, wah. I, I know because it, it's really blue. I got to be honest. It's bluer than the, it's bluer than the, the solicit picks. It's bluer than, um, you know, what you're seeing if you're looking at the, um, the Bowen website. It is, it's blue. Um, so that, that's going to just be a, uh, a, a deterrent for some people. I think I'm happy. The guys in my comic shop loved it and they looked at me really well, but, um, yeah, seven out of ten for the Bowen Iceman classic statue, I think, is where I'm going to have to go. Yeah. And, uh, that is time. Yay, me. Good job. Yeah, well, it's easy Although, when you can you, watch, see the clock. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose it probably is. <laughs> um, you know, when I looked at the pictures, I was going to ask you about the translucency, but, yeah. um, when I look at the pictures of this, you know what it looks like to me? Hmm? If if you don't see the X on him, he looks like Doctor Midnight, or not Doctor Midnight, Doctor Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah, that's what I said. Like, a, you know, it, it, he does, and that's, that's the guys in the comic book shop said that too. And when you and because he is even that touch more blue than the photos, um, when you look on the shelf, um, and because they've done like the outline of his um, eyebrows are a bit darker and his eyes are white, so he does have that that look to him. So it's a bit unfortunate. I don't I don't really kind of understand why they went this blue. Um, but you know, it still works. And I guess when you see him with the other, with other X-Men and that's, that's the way I like to display my Bowens, you know, is you have some nice big action ones, but then I like to display the teams together. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll work with it. And this one doesn't have the boots. That's the, something else I know. The, uh, the, the boots. Now, the the snowman version of the because the original Iceman had yellow boots, um, and then but then you know not the kind of ice shell, but he was like he was covered in snow, so he looked more like a snowman. So there is that version is coming as well, but that's not. They're, they're doing a whole line of full size original X Men statues, but I'm that, I'm not going to collect those because I don't need multiple versions of them. So this is going to be my Iceman. Okay. Okay, who's next? All right, Adam, you ready to take a deep breath and give this a try? Yep. Okay, the time starts now. So what I've got is uh, something that I bought, I don't know, probably three or four months ago, um, which is a Lego Ferrari Formula One car. Um, I believe these well, these were sold at uh, Shell petrol stations in Australia, so Shell's one of our petroleum suppliers, um, gas for those of you in America. Um it's a very small um, little model. It's probably, I reckon, maybe three inches long. Um, it's only kind of, you know, 20 bricks or less, I reckon it is. Um, it's very interesting for at least one reason, and that is that it's the first time I've ever seen a Lego um, a Lego kit that has a pullback motor. So you know how, like, when, you were, when we were younger, you'd be able to get cars that had... Um, you pull it back and then let it go and it goes forwards. It's got that mechanism built into it, and that mechanism is built into like a a fairly large um, array that includes the rear axle um, and has like brick um, patterning on it so you can attach bricks to it, which is kind of interesting, but at the same time kind of weird. Um, other than that, it has front wheels and um, the rear wing are the other points that anything moves. Uh, 
it's from what I can tell, uh, I think a 2012 uh, Ferrari, um, which means that you have a choice, and it does give you a choice. You can choose to have your car with the decals that come with it. You can choose it to be either Fernando Alonso or um, Felipe Massa, for those of you that know and care. Um, I myself have obviously gone for the Spanish jaw Fernando Alonso rather than Springface the Brazilian. Um, and, yeah, I... I think it's quite good for what it was. I think it only cost kind of four or five bucks kind of thing. It might have been a bit more than that, but it was quite cheap. Um, and it gives me a little Formula One car to put in Beck's Lego collection. So I'm quite happy with that. There's really not much more to say about it. Oh, well, you're you're well and truly in time then. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to ring the buzzer early for you. We will. <laughs> I've so seen these I think, um, too. I like I've I've seen these because that that is my um my petrol station of well petrol station of my works choice, choice. um and uh, yeah so I, I've often seen those and thought ooh but yeah I mean there's a whole bunch of other ones in the line that's other you know classic Ferrari road car makes and whatever but are they like in a bag or when you get them or. Yeah, they come in a, a like you know how you can get the um, the kits that are like just a small bag. Yeah, it's one of those, so you do actually get the pleasure of assembling it yourself and everything, which is good. Oh, that's that's cool. Hmm. Yeah, so cool. it's probably you know about a six out of ten. It's good for what it is. There's not a lot to it though, so but it's enjoyable. Have you gotten any of the other ones or just the the F one? Just the F one because you know we don't have anything else that's F one. In the um, collection. Although I tell a lie, I think Beck's got one of the old um, Formula One or old racing track sets or something. Hmm. Cool. Good. Yeah. Yes. Okay, John. Yes. You ready to do your review? Mm, sure. Okay, I'll reset the clock and your time starts now. Well, what I wanted to take a look at was something I reviewed on my website this week, and that is the Iron Man 3 War Machine um, from their Assemblers line. And obviously this is Iron Man 3. It's from Hasbro. It was released this year. And, um, you know, these are the the not the real cheap ones that don't come with anything. This is the one that comes in a little box with a tray in it. Um, and the idea behind this is that you can get different arms and legs and from the different figures and, and pop them together and make your own um, your own figure. Essentially, um, if you're familiar with the Iron Man 2 line, they had the little cards where you could swap out the arms, heads, legs among the different armors. Um, it's the same kind of idea with the figures. And when I originally picked this up, uh, I thought I pulled them out of the package and I didn't have any other figures around. I thought, well, he's not as bad as I thought. And then I kind of stood him next to some of the other figures and I realized that, yeah, the, the detail is, is not there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if it, it's very soft in the sculpt, or at least in the execution of it, I don't imagine the regular or the original sculpt was quite as, as soft as this. But, um, I, I mean, probably the best part of this figure sculpt wise and look wise is probably the head. Um, but, the the switchable arms um something i didn't mention in the review is i have one arm that that just is kind of loose and doesn't want to stay in real well um 
the legs were hard to get in. Um, you know, if you're going to pop them apart like it, it wants you to, uh, there's some definite, you know, I, I, I really seriously wonder how long the durability of these toys is going to mm. last. Mm. Um, the, the thing that's just laughable on this figure is probably the, uh, the cannon, you know, war machine that sets him apart from Iron Man. And the, the cannon on his back is the kind of, you know, signature war machine look. And it comes straight out and kind of, so when you put it over his shoulder, it, it's at an angle and, you know, it's not flat and it's just way too small for what it should be. Um, yeah, I, and they went back to the, uh, the Iron Man, they did go back to the Iron Man 2 formula of one open hand, one fist. So, um, I don't know why they did that, but at least the, that part of it fits with the rest of the line. <laughs> uh, movie accurate, probably as movie accurate as like the Avengers line was. Um, you know, there's, there's some movie inspiration there. Uh, but the paint, you know, in my review, I kind of noted a couple of things, but the, the one thing that was really missing that you see on the movie version of War Machine from the last movie is, uh, the numbers. You know, he had the little, the little insignia for the, the numbers that he had on him yep. that kind of made him look military. Uh, those are missing. I, I think that really takes away. Um, the overall figure though, it's kind of in a, a metallic sheen. So he has a little bit of a, a sparkle and a, uh, a shine to him. Which is good, bad, I don't know. But, um, yeah, just overall, I mean, I kind of bought it because they, they knocked $2 off the price here. Um, and I kind of just wanted to see, you know, I, I like War Machine, so I thought, well, if I'm going to get one. Um, I hadn't seen a lot of the Iron, the War Machine ones on the peg, so I thought, well, I'll get one and try it. And, uh, yeah, it'll probably be the only one I'm getting. And I would say for a Dolly rating, I'm going to give him a f- five. Still a pass. Maybe even a four. Yeah. Four and a half. We'll go four and a half. Ooh. Yeah. I think that's generous, but there you go. Well, I mean, he, he is a serve. I mean, you if you put him together the regular way, you can tell he is War Machine. Um, that doesn't deserve points. You know, like, just because you can tell, like, oh, I'm going to give it points because you can tell it's Superman. Well, that. Sorry. Yeah, I'd probably, yeah, I'll go four and a half. All right. Not quite passing. (laughs) I like the idea. I mean, I like the idea of this figure. It's just the execution is just poor. You know, it could have been a lot more. There's some good ideas there. Yeah. It's a sad state of affairs, the whole movie toy thing. I mean, I know that they're not for us and that... You know, it's, but it's still. It's but sad. they could have, they, I mean, we're talking about sculpting and I can't believe that they couldn't have went just a little farther or, or changed just a couple of paint apps to make it just a little nicer. <laughs> you know? Yep. <laughs> Considering that I already oh, that's had. That's time, by the way, sorry. Yeah. Ding, 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 ding. Considering I already had perfectly good war machine sculpts from the movie lines and. Whatever else. It's not like it would have been hard for him to do. Yeah. Yeah, you would think. You would think, but there you go. Mm. <laughs> All right, we did it. Very good. Is that the lowest Dolly rating ever on one of these? 
Mm, I don't think so. I'm pretty sure we really? had lower. Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've had lower. Should we have a carry? <laughs> what was that? I can't. I can't remember. I can't remember. I. If only someone I kept. One. If only someone kept a spreadsheet of all of these things. <laughs> ben, get on that. Yeah, ben. <laughs> what What was the helicarrier? Do you remember? Uh, they're on clearance here, but they were on. I saw one for thirty five, and then really the oh, other WalMarts have them for fifty right now. Yeah. <laughs> Do you need a chopping board? <laughs> uh, no, but if it would have gotten under twenty, I'd have been tempted, but I still wouldn't have done it. No, well, even so, even if you need a chopping board, I wouldn't use that for you want something that'll you know work. Well, I was thinking, could I make something GI Joe out of it, a GI Joe display out of it? When I was looking at it, because I was like, for that price, is it something that would you know? If you got, like, if you got two of them and cut like the bottoms off of them and glued them together, like bottom to bottom, it might look half decent. But I don't know. Hmm. Oh, that's a cool idea. Hmm. All right, gentlemen. Well, that wraps up our rapid-fire reviews for this week. See, people, I told you it'd be quick, easy, and you got three reviews. Three great reviews. Anyway, when we come back, we'll be talking about the new items that we've added to our collection in recent times. Vigo presents the Star Trek action figures featuring the crew of the Enterprise, Captain James T. Kirk, their fearless leader, Dr. Bones McCoy, caring for the health of the Enterprise crew. Scotty, the chief engineer in charge of the transporter room. Mr. Spock, the Vulcan, second in command. And the Klingon, enemy of the Star Trek crew. Star Trek action figures, complete with accessories shown, each sold separately from Mego. Well, we're all here because we collect stuff, so feeding the addictions where we t- take time to kind of check in and see what everybody's been picking up, buying, and added to their collection, and just the stuff that Scott hates. So with that, <laughs> we, will, we will go over to Scott and ask him what he's picked up in recent times. What, what do you hate today, Scott? Um, well, I got my Bowen Iceman, obviously. I've already told that story. Um, I also, last week we talked about the Sideshow premium format Harley Quinn that was up for pre-order, and I talked about the fact that I really like the DC premium format stuff that's coming, but I've never been a huge Harley fan. Um, but I did pre-order the exclusive because I thought, well, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, it's not going to be available forever. The exclusives always go nuts in price and, um, I'll probably kick myself for not having it as to, to be a part of the set because it will look good with the other Batman stuff. So I, um, I pre-ordered that and, I made another pre-order this week, which was a bit of a surprise, um, which is a new Bowen Thor statue. Um, now, this... now, when you say it was a surprise, did you pre-order it and then realize after that you'd done it? Or... <laughs> That's right. Oh, my God, what happened? No, it was you know, most pre-order things you kind of know in advance they're coming. But this has been in the design stages for a while. We knew this statue was coming, but we didn't know it was going to be available for order so quickly. And so this is, as you might expect, this is, um, 
Thor striking his hammer Mjolnir um, and there's lightning effects and the whole thing and he's got a groovy flowing cape and uh, it's highly impressive. So this went up for pre-order and the Fantastic Statue Marvel's website um, which that they have a store on the site and they had a special pre-order discount for um, people pre-ordering through them so I put my deposit in for that as well and uh, you know, not not that I need another Thor statue because I've got the amazing spinning hammer bone Thor, but this is just too groovy to pass up, so I'm going to have this one as well. Hmm. Fascinating. Fascinating. <laughs> Fascinating. Although the little the little translucent bits are kind of cool. I'm surprised that you were okay with those. I I like translucent effects. I just don't like completely translucent figures. Silly. Toy companies take a note. (laughs) Okay, someone else. Okay, well, last week I wasn't on the show, and I was out at our local Comic-Con, Appleseed Comic-Con, and um, a forum member more than was there, and he came, and I was buying stuff when he came in, and he saw me buying stuff, and I spent some time walking around with him, and um, that's not good. Because normally I go to these things either with Mrs. Nerd or by myself, and he's an enabler. So, um, yeah, that wasn't good. And, I like um, he's an enabler. That's funny. But a little a little funny thing happened. Um, we were getting ready to go get something to eat, and he said, hey, wait a minute. i got to go pick up something for somebody um, because they couldn't be there. So we went over to see Tim Barron, who's a comic artist has a couple of different uh, comic books out, and I think he's done some other work for people. Um, but he had done a commission for this friend of more than's, and um, it was actually a He-Man commission, which it, I'm not going to get into, but it was cool. Um, we went over to talk to Tim Barron and started talking to him, and he said, well, he was talking to somebody else about Migos. I said, oh, you're a Mego fan? He goes, oh, yeah, I'm a big Mego collector. I love Migos, and, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of my thing. And I started talking to him, and I said, well, I'm on a toy podcast, Action Figure Blues. And he's like, oh, I listen to that all the time. Really? And he goes, yeah, yeah, I recognize your voice. And he goes, you're on there with those English guys. I said, well, they're Australians. But I, can, <laughs> English I, I can understand that. And, um, wow. So, but, um, yeah, he actually listens all the time, and he was familiar with a lot of our episodes. So, um, you know, Tim, if you're listening, thanks for listening. Because, Hi, Tim. Uh, um, that was really cool. And, um, you know, you, you actually made my day and actually a couple days after that by saying that you listen and, and know who we are and um, just the, the, the fan praise that you gave us. Um, like I said, you made my day. I, I can't say more than that. But um, he hooked me up with a custom figure, and it is a little Sasquatch, or a freaking Sasquatch, and it's a small figure. Um, I actually think he looks like Lumpy, and if you're familiar with the Star Wars uh, holiday special, you know Lumpy is Chewbacca's son. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually, he comes on a little, He's Tim gave him to me in a little uh, carded bag. And has a little drawing on it and stuff. When I, I, I like this, but I think I want to card him as a as a lumpy figure. So, um, I will make a custom, uh, <laughs> custom, uh, you know, card for him and uh, blister at some point. But um, thanks, Tim. Like I said, thanks for listening. Uh, um, Migo fans are always cool. So well, we we talked quite a bit, and uh, 
you know, it was a very interesting conversation. And I, I really, like I said, I really enjoyed it. And, uh, you definitely made my day. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, um, it's always interesting when you run across people in kind of weird contexts and, you know, I have that experience, um, you know, not, not frequently, but often where people go, Oh, you know, I know that site or I know that show or whatever. And, um, you know, I might meet someone because I'm selling them an eBay purchase or something, and then they make the connection, and it's it's lovely to get that kind of unsolicited feedback. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know, it, it was pretty cool. I I just, like I said, I was stunned hmm. uh, more than anything else. So those English I guys. Some, I, I bought some comics <laughs> as well, but um, I've only read one of them, and it was pretty cool. Cool. It was a it was a 24 hour um, comic book, and the name of it is Draculama, and it's about a uh, it's a bunch of little short segments where people that start drama are 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 set upon by Draculama, and uh, he takes care of the the drama. So it's a they got a, a she's got a twenty four hour or not twenty four hour uh, like a web comic type thing going on too. So I'll check that out. Very good, and. Adam? Adam? Yeah. Right. Well, what I've got this week is I've got, <laughs> I've got a Marvel Universe way with Jubilee and Blastar <laughs> and, and Professor X. And uh, I've got some Tamashi Stage Act 4 flight stands. <laughs> He's and, doing uh, an English accent, by the way, John, in case you... Oh. <laughs> You're probably like, what is really? Left <laughs> I couldn't tell the difference, so... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that was very good, Adam. You're welcome. <laughs> um, well, you've just been over there, haven't you? Yeah, well, yes. I'm also good at taking the piss out of pe- the way people speak sometimes. So. <laughs> um, it's not as good as the uh, Scott impression we had a couple of weeks ago, though. No. <laughs> so I have to catch up on that one. Yeah, well, I mean, it was Justin's final episode, so you, you should um, yeah, listen to it. He's... Um, sadly passed on now. And, and have a cold beer in me- in uh, memory. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Uh, what else did I get this week? Oh. So that's the wave with Professor X, right? Yes. I have never um, seen that on the pegs here. Ever. Yeah. Really? It, it came out massively after, like, Big Bad didn't get it until after the wave that was meant to be after, I think. Um, and I'd already seen it on pegs, but I already had it on pre-order, so it was kind of okay. So, yeah, okay, well. I've already pre-ordered this thing, so yeah. I I really lucked out with that one because when um the uh, the only ones I wanted from that were Professor X Jubilee and Blastar, and so I didn't pre-order it. And then I actually I found them at King's Comics on one of my Sydney trips in January. Um, just those three, so it was it worked out very well. Hmm. Well, those are the only three. That I've... Oh, okay. The only Marvel Universe figure, except for two packs that I've seen recently, is Falcon. Huh. That's it. Yeah. Kind of sad. <laughs> Interesting. Well, those are the three figures that I got, Scott, so oh, good. I'm quite happy with those. I've got the variant of Blastar where he's got the translucent hands, and my Jubilee looks a bit cross-eyed, but um, sure, other than that. Well, that's another reason that I was I was hesitating I'm um, just ordering it because I knew that there were those issues with the the Jubilee eyes. Yeah, I can live with that. I'll yeah. just put her up the back somewhere. 
So did you did you know that you were getting the Blastar variant? No, because I was pre-order. Oh well, wow. from Big Bad. So every now and then I get the the variant. So I'm happy with that. Hmm. Um, what else did I get? Uh, in the same thing, I got my um, complete Gavin Hobbs collection. So I'll start reading through that soon. And I think that's about it. Now, now the flight stands. What are they for? So they're. Um, by Tamashi, I think Bandai Tamashi. So they're the same people that do the figure arts and monster arts and D arts and whatever figures. Um, but they work with pretty much any figure. Um, I got some of these, and I think I did like a a brief sub rapid review for the fiftieth episode um, when I also did. I think it was trunks, um, figure arts trunks. Um, so they you get you know I think enough for three stands three full stands per thing. So you get um, just a solid vertical bar. Um, you get a bendable arm vertical bar. You get a variety of claws. You can have different kinds of claws that come out of the, the, the bars and you get a decent rectangular base and they're all translucent. So they're quite decent and they're generally quite reasonably reasonably priced if you can get hold of them. Huh. Hmm. Well, there you go. Yes, so I've got two packs of those. Very good. Yeah, very good. Alrighty then. Well, with that, if nobody else has picked up anything else, I think it's time to award a red card. Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. What is this bizarro world? Well, Red Card, it is a chance for us to poke fun at the WTF moments in our hobby, be they unusual announcements, complete fails of action figures, or just the odd things that are like Hordak showing up at random on Mattel's site. So, um, and handling out the penalty this week is me, because I have rage. And what do I have rage over, you ask? Um, you don't have much rage. It's really nice to have rage. Oh, you'd be surprised. I have rage. Okay. I just, I had to learn to control it like the Hulk otherwise, you know. Oh, okay. Good <laughs> yeah. to know. Um, I, General Giant announced this week, or they showed pictures of their jumbo um, Star Wars figure of what they're calling is Zuckus. And I'm, I'm having a bit of rage because it's not for Lom. And if you're familiar with General Giant's Star Wars line, what it is is they've taken a regular three and three quarter Star Wars figure and basically blown it up to about, I think they're about 12 inches. And if you're familiar with the vintage line, you would know that, um, Zuckus was misnamed with four Lom. They were actually switched one for one. So when four Lom originally came out, it was the alien and Zuckus was the, the droid when they should have been switched name wise. But in the vintage line, they were always named that. And I'm a little ticked because if this is truly a vintage copy, this should not be Zuckus. This should be Forlom. Um, you just made me feel like I don't know anything about Star Wars. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Forlom in the vintage line is the bug-headed alien that had the uh, the vinyl uh, pleather robe. And Zuckus was the the droid that looked like him. Okay. So they were switched. There you go. And there was even a mail away for Forlom as the 
one that, you know, had the, the robe. And I remember that because I mailed away for him. So. Wow. I, I just, I don't understand why, if you're doing a true vintage reproduction line, you know, and trying to make everything look vintage, why wouldn't you have kept the original names? I mean, I, I know they're switched, but keep the original names. They'd keep it original. Yeah. Look, even though I don't remember these um, characters, I will totally join in on the rage with you. Totally okay. join in. Yeah. Particularly tonight, because I'm hating pretty much everything. So yeah, everything. Yeah. Yeah. So this was. If you wanted to get me on board with some uh, undirected rage, tonight was the night. Rage. Well, we're raging. So, <laughs> General Giant. I, I suspect that you are going to probably have some sort of con exclusive out there with these with the correct name on the cards. But um, for now, you're getting a red card. So yeah. wear that with, you know, a right. badge of shame. Yeah. Hang it on your wall to be reminded of this failure. Frame it. Put it next to your other one. Do they have another one? They do. I think I get the red card very early on for taking... 10 million years to actually produce products that they pre- oh. that they put up for pre-order. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> One more and you're out. <laughs> That's right. Oh, wait a minute. What does that mean for Mattel? Oh, they, they've been out for a long time. Out of touch with their collector base, that's for sure. That's for sure. That's exactly right. We're never going to get them on the show, are we? Never. We don't want them. Uh, if we get if we got um, Scott Needlick. That would be the best episode ever. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Anyway, after that well-deserved fail is our discussion topic of the week. Thunder, 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 thunder. Introducing the evil mutant warriors. Ratero, Soulsman, Croon the Destroyer. Battle against Lion-O and the new Thundercat allies. Hatchiman, Snowman. Tusker Warrior, the battle is on for the Sword of Omen. Figures and vehicles each sold separately from LJF. Well, tonight we're continuing our search for the greatest toy line ever, and we are looking at a definite fan favorite tonight in the Kenner Superpowers line. And, um, gentlemen, first up, I gotta ask you guys, did you have any um, of the Superpowers? All of it. Really? really? All of it. Not not all the vehicles, but all the all the figures and the Hall of Justice and um one of the one of the vehicles as well. I still have a lot of it. Hmm. Well, you know, this is I I guess we should state before we go too far is this was a line from Kenner okay. from 84 to 86 in the you know the the actual preferred um, scale of three and three quarters um, that, you know, is the classic action figure scale. And really it was um, a line of DC figures, right? I mean, it was yeah. essentially the DC universe of its time. Um, yeah. And, you know, for me, when I hear a lot of toy collectors talk, this is actually a line that a lot of people mention as, you know, being their line as a kid. Um, that folks just, you know, they wanted them all. And uh, a lot of people were inspired to go read comics by it as well. Mm-hmm. But this is the one that, you know, kind of uh, uh, got people into comics and was one of those good comic lines that people really enjoyed um, from that generation. And it's one that kids remember from that time. 
It, it's a it's a very polarizing line of choice because even though um, you know it was very influential, some people uh, don't look back on it very fondly because obviously the quality of toys etc has moved on you know from that time and you know, but I don't think you could deny its influence you know certainly for me the the uh, the whole kind of reason that I think I collect now goes back to superpowers and that idea of universe building characters that I knew you know f- from the comics and characters that I didn't know and um the just the the thrill of collecting these and finding these is something that um you know has had a i think had a very big impact and a lot of people of my generation would would say the same even if you can look back objectively and say you know what i mean by today's standards maybe they're not great toys um they they're very influential they were fantastic yeah, I, toys i, I don't find any problems sh- with them yeah. they should shut up and go home <laughs> just quietly <laughs> so did you have any of these adam we had the first wave we missed, um, Manhunter and Firestorm, and the second wave we had about half of, and then the third wave we only got, I think, Samurai, or whoever it was. Because I don't think we'd really even seen any of the third wave apart from that. One of the things I think that's you know quite interesting about this line is where it went from, you know, the, the first wave was basically, you know, the Justice League plus Robin minus any of the other female members besides Wonder Woman. Yep. And uh, and then, you know, we went to some kind of different places and then suddenly we were in Jack Kirby's fourth world um, with a, a really odd, you know, kind of odd collection of characters there at the end. I think that, you know, one of the things that gets um, some people, some DC fans offside with this line is that, you know, this was all built around a tie-in comic book and the the comic was not in DC canon and it redesigned some characters. So the, um, particularly some of the fourth world characters, um, Steppenwolf, Calabac, um, were, you know, a- appeared in a way that they didn't in the comics. And then towards the end, it introduced, you know, a couple of, um, characters that were not, um, from DC canon at all. So you had, think, um, like the Golden Pharaoh and Cyclotron in particular were, you know, characters that were not, um, from the comics that somehow ended up in this line. So, you know, it's a, it's a bit polarizing. Um, for for some people from that point of view, I mean, I I have no problem with it at all. But um, the it, it's had some interesting flow on into DC Universe Classics as an example, where one of the things that was stated kind of right from the beginning of DC Universe Classics was that they wanted to make all of the superpowers characters, and that that's why we got characters like Golden Pharaoh and Cyclotron, even though they weren't from the comics. Um, so that that's a a bone of contention for some people. Has um, Samurai ever showed up in the comics? He is now in canon, yeah. They did do, uh, I mean, the Samurai and um, the other, like Apache Chief and Black Vulcan, um, El El Dorado, etc. I think Grant Morrison actually might have put them in canon in a 
a Justice League story at some point. Um, so that yeah, they are they are there, um, <clears throat> and you know they're they're fun. They're they're fun characters, but obviously, you know there are there's a there's a history behind them. So if you're a comic book purist, then you might be a a fan. I, I you know one of the things I think that we we don't experience anymore that that was a a thrill of collecting back in in the day was that you know I had no idea that this line existed until I remember very vividly discovering them in a Toys R Us. We didn't have a Toys R Us near us. We had to drive kind of much closer to Chicago to do it, and it was right near my birthday. And I saw the first wave of these and was just beside myself. And uh, I got Aquaman and Green Lantern as my first superpowers figures. And um, then, you know, between birthdays and saving my own money, etc., eventually... You know what? I think the one that I never had was Orion. I don't. Okay. Yeah, I don't know why, but I never had Orion. Hmm. Which is interesting because I think Cyborg was meant to be the rarest, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely had him um, because, yeah, I definitely had him. <laughs> now, um, this line had one of my favorite things in a line, and that was a mail away figure. And the mail-away figure in this case was Clark Kent. Did you have him? I did, yes. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mailed away for Clark. He's one of those rare mail-away figures that you hear rumored about, you know, that people have. That's always kind of a, a highlight of their collection, for sure. <laughs> now, I, I noticed that, you know, if you look at the, the AFB2 uh, character um uh, representation. We've got uh, Firestorm and Martian Manhunter right next to each other. That's right. <laughs> in, the, in the main picture of this line. Yes. And then um, I noticed that uh, Aquaman is standing next to Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if that's because, you know, they have the same kind of, you know, uh, never mind. Anyway. Hey! He's hair. The same kind of hair. Right, yeah. That's right, same yeah. kind of hair. Uh, you know, the thing that we don't see, and this is what I thought you were going to say in a line today, if you look at the overall, because I'm looking at a, a picture of all of them together, you look at an overall representation of this line, they're pretty much, for the most part, unique skulls. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you, you're, not, you're not seeing a lot of doubled up um, reuse. I mean, I'm sure there's some in there. It looks like Superman and Batman probably share some parts, but uh, there's some shared parts, but there's a whole lot of unique sculpts in this line. Um you know, especially when you get into some of the Kirby characters there. Oh, yeah, pretty, absolutely. You know, pretty unique. Yeah. Um, you've got the uh, the dark side, which is just massive compared to the other figures. Um, I have to say that my favorite two are probably the Penguin and the Joker, um, just because they look, you know, they look like they should in a comic form. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Obviously, one of the hallmarks of the tra- trademarks of this line were the action features, um, and that was a uh, you know it, one of the things that I remember as a kid was you know they they really worked. Um, they did make like so for instance Aquaman, you know, if you squeeze put put his arms above his head and squeeze them together, then his legs would kick in a you know kicking fashion. Wonder Woman squeeze her legs together in her. She'd do the bracelet crash thing, and um, Red Tornado had twirling legs, etc. Um, it did cause a bit of wear, like my Aquaman um, 
his hips are quite loose from too much swimming action feature. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the, the, the action features actually did work. Yeah. Some of them not so well as others. No, no, of course not. And some of them to the ultimate detriment of, you know, things like figures having arms broken. Ooh, I, well, ooh. now we're talking about Adam here. Yeah, I know. That's right. Ooh, breaking figures. I don't know that we can. I'm scared. <laughs> well, Brainiac's arm broke because he got squeezed too hard one time. What was his action feature? Which one? Do you know, Brainiac. Brainiac. He had a kick. Kick. Yeah, he kicked. Uh, Darkseid had. Did Darkseid have a punch? And he also had the thing where he could shine light through the top of his head, and it looked like a mega beams coming out his eyes or something. Oh, I think you're right about that, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Can't go wrong with that. <laughs> I also love that the Lex Luthor in this line is the uh, the armored version. Um, they didn't give him the, you know, just a guy in the suit. They gave him the armored version here. And he's bald. You know, you got to go with yeah. the bald guy. <laughs> the um, One of the things that is really interesting about this line two is that there were quite a number of um knockoff versions of this because the you know the, the after three waves this was cancelled and the um molds were a lot were used and reused in a number of different um lines there was a a toy toy biz reused some of the molds for a dc superheroes line that was licensed and official but then there was the you know the super amigos that were from argentina and there was the colombian superpowers um as well and they were you know some of them you know were quite kind of convincing knockoffs that had a lot of um uh you know authenticity to the look of them but then you know they might throw in a character that wasn't actually part of superpowers or you know do something quite different with one um but they were you know that th- th- those are there's a, a huge secondary market for a lot of the knockoff stuff in particular some people especially collect them oh yeah yeah, yeah that's for sure hmm? you, you know what this line has that yeah, I'm kind of surprised for a superhero line is uh, a ton of vehicles. Oh yeah, an absolute ton of vehicles, and I think we'd be remiss to not talk about those because um, you've got the Batmobile, obviously, and it's a an '80s style Batmobile, which is kind of a cross between you know the 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 classic TV series one and a more sleek car, um, a Batcopter, a, um, an oddly uh, placed in the line Supermobile, which is some kind of flying. It was for when Superman got exposed to kryptonite, I think. Oh, right. Yeah. From memory, this is from like vague memories of being a child. Didn't it have like something I could grasp in the front or something? It had a ram at the front, and it had under the the two um, wings. There's like two little spots you could shove a person's hand or like foot or whatever. Um, I'm trying to remember what else it had. The fin thing on the top was also removable. But I don't think that was meant to be a feature. <laughs> you can't, you can't go past the, the Justice Jogger, though. Yeah, um, which is essentially a um, neck walker for Superman in case yeah. he doesn't want to 
flyer yeah. run. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Delta Probe 1, which is another flying vehicle, kind of like a uh, large ball with some kind of engine pod behind it. Um, Firestorm, I think. Yeah. I would assume it's got uh, the atom-type symbol on the side of it, so... Mm. Uh, not bad. I mean, it's a, it's a cool little vehicle. It's not, I mean, really, except for probably the Batmobile and the Batcopter, I doubt that any of these were probably real comic vehicles, were they? No, no, no. No, the, the, uh, the last ones, well, I mean, I think the only um, ones that were from the comics were Batmobile and Batcopter. All the rest of them were just made up. And the um, uh, there were some villain ones as well. Like, there were some that were... Um, never released. Yeah. Um, and, but then the villain ones, I know that the, um, Lexor 7? That he lies down in? That he can't see forward in? Yeah. <laughs> it's all okay. <laughs> um, Darkseid had a destroyer and, uh, Calibac also had a vehicle. I mean, cause you, you know, why wouldn't Calibac have a vehicle? Did the, is that one of the ones that never came out though? Or did it? Um, I don't know because it has a box picture here of it, it, so yeah, I'm not it does, sure. Yeah. I know, I know. As a kid, th- th- there was one. What, what was it called? The All Terrain Trooper, um, that was on the card back, and I really wanted it because in the card back it showed Aquaman driving it. Um, but I never found it, and then now looking back on it, now it looks like it was never released. So there you go. Damn card backs. Yeah. But it was groovy. Like, it was a really groovy thing because it had, like, a um, big globe thing that you could kind of trap baddies in. So I thought that would have been great fun to play with. Oh, yeah. So when we think about, you know, the the greatest toy line ever, which is the, the theme of this series, I guess the question is, like, you know, can is this one that actually deserves to be in the running? Well, like like you said, you know, um, you probably collect superhero stuff today because of it. Yeah. And like I said, you know, I've talked to a lot of people that remember this line and remember it very fondly. Um, remember it, you know, almost in the same way I remember Star Wars. Yeah. Because, um, you know, it was that representation of comic books and it was, you know, the a line where they as kids they could use their imagination and, and bring a comic book to life yeah. and okay so it had some funky vehicles and stuff but you know that just helped spark that imagination and i think that's why why kids were drawn to it um i i think it's definitely in the running you know i, I think that a lot of people remember it fondly hmm. i mean you'll get an, argu- an argument from me on that <laughs> what are your thoughts uh, I kind of, you know, I really enjoyed this as kids. As a kid, I still enjoy it now. I still think it's it's great stuff. But I mean, just the thing that that holds it back from my mind is that it was cancelled after three waves. So it's mm-hmm. just kind of a case of comparing that to a GI Joe, where you know it's just GI Joe is possibly the most prolific thing ever. Um, it's going to take some work to, to beat that. Mm. But, you know, definitely it's classic. Definitely it's fantastic. Definitely it's wonderful. Um, and it's a damn shame that we didn't get more of it. But 
Yeah, I mean, I, it, it certainly doesn't have the scope and the you know universe that something like JoJo or Star Wars does. Yeah. Um, you know, it's influential because it, you know, they were, but particularly the first series, you know, were, com- you know, just straight out of the comics, completely comic accurate. And I think that was the thing that really, you know, for kids like you, know, you knew it was the real deal and the unique sculpts, you know, not, not just a standard mm. buck, the unique sculpts, the action features, um, decent amount of accessories for, you know, for, for that time, um, but it is a it was a really a fairly short lived line yeah. um, compared to some of the others that we're probably you know going to be looking at. But you but also you look at oh sorry go ahead. if you look at you know I mean this line was thirty four figures for three waves I mean for three waves now you'd be lucky to get eighteen figures. True, that's true. So in, you know in today's terms this would be a much longer longevity of a line. And you also look at the time that it was operating, it was pretty much that peak in the 80s of toy lines as well. Mm, true. So it's kind of a year or two after He-Man started. Um, it's probably, I think, just a bit before Mask started, around the time the Transformers would have been going. So it's right in that peak area where we had that little golden age as well. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I uh, think it's a good representation of that time period. I think the other thing that we haven't really mentioned is the fact that it, it tied in really well to the um, the TV show, the superheroes cartoon, superpowers cartoon show at the time, or Super Friends or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And um, that was really, I think, what really helped this line be- or from, from mainstream people that weren't reading comics because you could just, you know, every morning you'd get up and you could watch TV and see these characters. They could run three or four ads for the figure. Guess what? The kids are going to be wanting next time you go to the, their shops. Hmm, that's right, and, you know, and it's interesting because again, the Super Friends TV series is one that a lot of um, DC comics purists heap a lot of scorn on, and yet for someone like me, that is entirely the reason that I read comics. Um, yeah. You know that that was my introduction to. Yeah, be, before that, I, pro- I probably only knew Superman, Batman. And so that, that was my introduction to the rest of the DC universe. And when I first saw a Justice League comic a few years later, that was the whole reason that I, you know, picked it up. So you, you can't underestimate the influence of all of that. And yep, you look back on it now, and it's not great animation and whatever, but it, again, it was one of the first kind of experiences of bringing, um, the comic universe you know, more than just a couple of characters into an expanded animated universe, and it was pretty awesome. Yep. And it also gave Family Guy hours worth of Aquaman jokes. So yeah. <laughs> That's right, and Robot Chicken. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Well, gentlemen, does anybody else have any any thoughts they'd like to add? I think we know what Scott's feelings are on this line. I, and this isn't something I collected, but like I said, I, I have some respect for it just because I've, I've heard so much about it. Very good. I think we've done it justice. Uh, Clever. Uh, well, if you've been listening to this and you want to throw your weight in on the topic, you know, as always, come on over to the Action Figure Blues 
forum and uh, let us know. You know, it, should it be in the running for greatest toy line? Should it not be? Um, did you collect it or not? And uh, we'd be interested in hearing your thoughts. And we'll be back with um, some feedback and we'll wrap things up. Robocop, part man, part robot, all cop. The ultimate in law enforcement. Robocop and the Ultra Police, the only cops with rapid repeat cap firing. He's unstoppable. Battling the worst criminals, Headhunter and Nitro. <laughs> the Ultra Police, protected by Robo Armor, bring Robocop even more firepower. In the fight for justice, nothing can stop. Robocop. Robocop and the Ultra Police, each sold separately with Robocaps. Before we close everything out for the night, um, we have some feedback from our listeners, which are the people that you like you and me and everybody else that's listening um, to share with you. And if you'd like to hear your question, comments, suggestions on a future episode, you know, we'll even take, you know, the good and the bad. Um, email us at podcast at actionfigureblues.com. And you might just hear it read out and you might not, but <laughs> we probably will. So anyway, um, Adam, you got our first piece of feedback tonight, so over to you. Yeah, so our first piece of feedback is short, sharp, and, and shiny, and it's from Fish Milkshake, who says, I like balls. Thank you for that, Fish Milkshake. That's not feedback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It was in it was in the, the forum thread for the episode. It sounds like feedback to me. So, yeah. I will allow it. There is con- there is context to this um, for people that are going, what the heck are they talking about? The the um in in the previous episode, the Ben was eating, um, <laughs> eating what? <laughs> he was eating peanut butter something balls from Mrs Hyperion, and so when but when he was queried on this on the FB forum, that that was his reply. It hasn't been taken out of context but i'm just explaining and you're I, i'm surprised that you would make up excuses for ben i, I really am i'm not making up excuses. i don't give a damn about him i'm just thinking about our poor listeners I, you know what i couldn't stop thinking that whole episode was a uh, chef from South Park. <laughs> that's, that's all i could think about <laughs> very good all right well um moving on to some more feedback uh slick mcfavorite from the open your toys cast uh sent me a little bit a bit of feedback he said uh engineer nerd on twitter um your podcast must be good luck i've been hunting for dark knight batman for a while listened to sit number 63 and bam found one at target so Hooray. that just proves the more you listen the more you're gonna find the toys you're looking for <laughs> and, and thanks again yeah thank, thanks again to slick for listening and tuning in for sure very good very good. That's that's awesome. Great to help other people find toys. Um, and we had an email this week as well um, from Gary, and he says, "Guys, I just recently discovered your show, and I just wanted to let you know how much I enjoy it. I live in a small town in Kansas, and I don't know a soul who collects this sort of stuff. So finding your show has been a godsend because I finally feel like I have people to talk to about this. Well, you can listen to it. You can talk to us if you want to, um, but." We're probably not going to, like, reply. But anyway, um, but that's good. When I'm, when I'm listening in my car, I frequently yell at you as I'm driving down the road. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, he says, I love Doctor Who, Star Trek, and Marvel toys, so I like that you cover all of those. Thanks again for your show, and keep up the great work from Gary. 
And I just wanted to give a shout out as well to a couple of people that have been um, post. We we invited people to post. Uh, pictures of their collections on our Facebook page, and and uh, people love seeing how other people display collections. It's always a big hit, and it's not just about us. You know, you you are are very welcome to um, join in as well. So we've had a few people um, like Jody Duke um, and John McGuire who have uh, put, put their uh, display photos up recently and we would love to see more. So come and post them on our Facebook wall. And if you do that, then we'll share them so that everyone on the page can see it. Okay. Well, gentlemen, the research department here says that underground toys is the one that, uh, did the doctor who, uh, construction toys. So they're the same ones that do the regular doctor who stuff. So it was not bridge direct. Oh, there you go. There you go. Interesting. Arnold from the research department's been standing here patiently the whole time. Look, I made him wait. Good on you, Arnold. And sorry that John is such a hard taskmaster. He's an intern. You know, he can't. Oh, fair yeah. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Has he been thoroughly hazed? Um, no, but he's had to pee for about the last 20 minutes. So, uh, ha <laughs> He's got his legs crossed behind me. That'll do. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> good job. Anyway, anyway, gentlemen. We've reached the end of uh, 65. We are now old enough to retire. Hey! Excellent. Fantastic. So, congratulations. Hey, congratulations. Good job, everybody, and goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Play with your toys. Not with yourself. Call your mom. Make sure she's okay. Let her yell at you. Yep. Call you names. Say you're fat. Yep. Oh, and treat your toys better than Adam. Oh, uh, God. I get better treatment these days. Okay. I'm still scarred from listening to that. Me too. Bye. The Action Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. Are you a short, angry, toy-collecting motherfucker? Well, asshole, you're in the right place because you're listening to the Action Figure Blues podcast, episode number 65. Was that a bit harsh? (laughs) That was hilarious. (laughs) I loved it. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. Oh, well. 
I got a real one, so Aww. I did that just for you That's guys. That's not the real one? That's not the real one, no. <laughs> splossiting, splossiting, splossiting. <laughs> you know where that's going to end up. I was wondering if you were going to stop me or not. No, I didn't thought it was hilarious. Okay. Okay. Now we got a problem. Because you didn't tell me who the episode's brought by. Well, you didn't ask. <laughs> Normally it's filled in by the time I get here. <laughs> well, obviously then the sponsor is Asterix, 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 Asterix. Our brand new sponsor is going to be very offended that you... I it's Jerex. Uh, <laughs> no, that'd be... Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> they support some of the best playtime ever. You're terrible. Oh, oh, okay. Shelf. It's actually shelf life. Yeah. Which is a strike down Thor, and it is a. As you might have. Hang on, my phone's ringing. Sorry to interrupt. Phone's ringing for out. Yeah. Hello, this is Adam. No, I said don't call me on this line. Mom, I'm recording a show. Okay, well, you're going to have to explain why this is bad, because I don't get it. (sighs) (laughs) I love your little frustrated sigh. Sometimes I frustrate you just to hear your little frustrated sigh. You could probably have a whole show of them cut together. I could actually put a... I could intersperse Adam saying so with you doing frustrated sighs. That would work quite well, actually. Oh, I like this new um, program. It's good. Yeah. Well, you like something? I know. Huh. I'm just not. Hey, I ran a birthday party for 12 10 year olds today. So you're just looking at them alive. Figure Blues podcast can be found on iTunes and Stitcher Radio and downloaded direct at actionfigureblues.com by clicking on the podcast tab. If you do listen to us on iTunes, please take a moment to leave a positive rating and review. We also have an active fan forum at afbforum.com where you can join in with all of the hosts of the podcast and many other collectors to discuss news, new releases, old lines, and engage in trades and sales in a safe community. Please join us there. While you're at actionfigureblues.com, please don't forget to check out our sponsors like Mike's Comics and Stuff, ShelfLife.net, and the Pop Culture Superstore, who help keep our site running. You can also find us on Twitter at AFBlues and on our Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash actionfigureblues. Thanks for listening. This podcast was brought to you by the Big Top Network.